Well, hey, everybody. It is so good to be with you. So glad you're joining us wherever you are. Uh, And I want to welcome you to week number three of a series called You're Invited. And right now, I really, really wish that you were all invited to be here, uh, be in here so we could all be together. Uh, But but right now, you are not invited to that yet. uh, yet. But that's a question. That's a question that uh, we've been getting a lot of lately, especially this past week with what we've been hearing from our state officials. It's a question that we've been uh, talking about as a staff, and so it's really neat to start to transition to asking those questions. Uh, but it's what you all been uh, probably want to know. We all want to know, you know, with all of the changes happening and the social distancing seems to be loosening up a little bit. Uh, what's that going to look like? When are things going to get back to normal? Uh, and then for us as a church, when are we going to get back together? Uh, and, and especially what's it going to look like? I think that's the question. And here's my answer to that. Uh, my answer to that right now is we don't know. Uh, that's my answer. We don't know right now. But here, here's what we do. I just want to give you a few, few things. Here, here's where we're at right now. So right now, uh, Chad, uh, he's been in contact with the state health officials. He's really keeping up with that. He's keeping us up to speed. He's a little bit of a, ahead of uh, things with a lot of, for, with a lot of uh, things that he's hearing from them. And so uh, he's doing that. And so what we're doing is we are working on a plan right now. We're, we're working on a plan for what that's going to look like for adults and for students and for kids and for volunteers uh, so that we are ready when the time does come to get gather again. And, and, and I'm telling you right now, it is really challenging, really, really challenging for a church of 1,200 people to be figuring out that plan. Uh, but, but while we plan, here's the deal. Here's what I want you to hear me very clearly on. Uh, we are not going to pull the trigger until we are absolutely convinced that it's the right thing to do for, for you uh, and, and for this community and for your families, okay? We're just not, we just, we just feel like we have a pretty big responsibility uh, as far as how many folks come to this place. And so we're, we're planning diligently. We're really thinking through this, praying through this, um, um, uh, and with how this is going right now, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I think it's a little premature. Uh, to give you a date. I, we have some dates on, on the plan. We have, we plan some dates that we're thinking through, uh, but right now for me to give you a date is premature, even though we have some dates on the calendar there, but it, it looks like we're getting closer and closer to this. That's a positive thing. That's a answered prayer, right? Hopefully things are getting back sooner than we expect. And, uh, and thankfully, we're afforded to be able to think through this clearly and, uh, and, and go through this process because right now, like, uh, it's not ideal, but things right now are, are actually, for us as a church, they're, they're going okay. They're going, they're going pretty good. We've been doing this for the last eight weeks. Can you believe that, everybody? We've been doing this for two months now. Uh, but things are, you know, we're staying connected. Uh, we're actually reaching a lot more people uh, the way we're doing church now. There's a lot more people connected to, to us the first time uh, than, than they ever have. Uh, and so uh, that's good. And so worship and student ministry, family ministry, all that stuff, is getting out to you and, and we're being able to minister you all. So uh, it's not ideal. Uh, it's definitely not the same by any stretch of the imagination, but, but uh, you know, we're just, we're working in, on this and, and so we just don't have to rush into it is my point. Uh, it's all working. And so here's why we're gonna be vigilant, uh, but we wanna get back just like you do as soon as we possibly can. So I just wanna give you that note. Uh, but even though we are not invited to be in here yet, 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 it's gonna hopefully be closer than we think. Uh, we are still invited right now where we are to a lot of things uh, by God in the middle of this. We, there's an invitation that God has uh, for all of us. And that's what we're going after in this series. That's why we're calling this series, You're Invited. We're talking about uh, our life here on this earth and the fact that God invites us to some things here and now, right here and right now. And it's an offer to experience a life worth living, uh, a life that's full. And here's what Jesus actually said about it. It's the scripture of the series. Uh, he said, hey, I came that you might not just have life. I don't want you just to have life, but I want you to have life to the full, 
That's what Jesus says. So, so for people who believe in Jesus, for Christians, uh, here it is. We have uh, a couple things to think about. We have an eternal life uh, that we get to think about. We have an eternal life that's waiting for us, that exists, that, that we get to be with God, and, and which is called heaven. That's what the eternal life is. It's heaven. And it's a place, by the way, uh, you know, contrary to popular belief, heaven isn't a place full of just good people. It's actually full of sinners who have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. In fact, that's the only way that you can get there. But, but that's a place, heaven is a place where we get to experience the fullness of God is God at his absolute fullest and and heaven's also a place this is why we look forward to heaven it's also a place that we call it's a place of no mores where there's no more sorrow there's no more pain no more tears there's no more COVID-19 uh, in heaven and and the best thing that we get in heaven is, is that we get to be in the presence of Jesus like we get that we can enjoy his presence forever and ever so we have that waiting for us uh, but in the meantime we have a on top of that uh, we also have a life down here on earth and even though uh, the Bible says this life down here is a mist compared to eternity we still have a life to live down here and and God wants us to have a life worth living uh, and so what we've been going after in this series is not just to know what these invitations that God has uh, for us to experience a full life is that we want to access them and we want to live them out while we live here on this earth so we can be going after life to the fullest. So we talked about having a full life, a joy-filled life, a, a life worth going after. And so a couple weeks ago, we, we opened this up by looking at joy. And last week, we looked at what real rest is, what, what the invitation is to have real rest. And today, we're going to continue this with one more invitation by God. And it's actually an invitation that some of you might not consider an invitation, but it's the invitation to pray. Now, right when I said that, uh, what I think a lot of people are thinking about with prayer, I think uh, I'd be willing to bet a lot of people would say uh, or categorize prayer as not really an invitation to experience, but it's just kind of something we do. Uh, that's probably what a lot of people would say, but here's what I want to do today. This is what I want to go after today. Today, I want us to see that prayer is actually one of the most incredible invitations that we have from God. And so let me put it this way, because prayer isn't just something we do. Prayer is actually an experience that we can have. One of the, here's one I want us to go with. One of the major avenues of experiencing the presence of God, uh, and it's actually more amazing than, than, what you're, than what a lot of people think, is that we can actually communicate with our Heavenly Father. We can actually talk to God. That right now, I in this moment, and you in this moment, wherever you are, we have this invitation to enter into a conversation with God. That's what praying really is at its core. It's not just something we do, but it's actually a powerful, powerful thing, and it's available to every follower of Jesus to be a part of the rich, full, satisfying life. Let's look at a few places. I want to go to a few places <clears throat> to just kind of give you a statement or give you like how we get to this understanding of, of what this connection is all about. We're going to go to three places really quick. I think this is so helpful to see. The first place we're going to go to see what this is all about, what praying is about is Ephesians 2.13. Here's what it says about, uh, about us. It says, but now uh, in Christ, you who were once far off, so uh, you weren't always close to God. I just want to, I want you to know that. But you who were once far off have been actually brought near by the blood of Christ. Um, so, so check this out. One of the, one of the things that, that we get to understand is like, that every single Christian that exists, like we were once far away from God. We weren't always close to God. But because uh, of what Jesus did for us and when we surrender our life to Jesus, we receive that gift of salvation, we are now brought near. We have access. We have access to God. What's this access? We're gonna see here in a second. Here's the next one that we have this access to. It says uh, in Ephesians 2, 17 and 18, it says, well, he came, uh, Jesus came and he 
preach peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. So he said, I'm gonna preach to everybody, but for through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So, so now that we have this, this thing that we understand that, that we've been brought near, now we have this access to God. And, and it says that we have a confidence thing, that we have a confidence about him. And we're gonna see what this confidence is. What's that confidence? Here it is. It says, let us then with confidence, we're gonna draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Isn't this crazy? So now, now we go from having access to drawing near and then we have a confidence about it. We're confident in something with this understanding. So what's the confidence? What's the confidence? Well, here's the, the last one. Here it is in 1 John 5, 14. It says, and this is the confidence we have right here towards him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. God hears you. That's an amazing, incredible thing to think about, that when we come to him and when we talk to him, listen, everybody, God listens. He connects with you when you do that. Isn't that good to know about the connection with you and your heavenly father? So here's what we gotta know. We gotta know this, gang. We gotta know that praying doesn't just have to be something that we do, but it's actually when we pray, hear this, it can bring you near to God, where, where you draw near to him, where we have a confidence in our access to him and he is available and ready to listen to you. And also, this is a place where he actually wants to give feedback to you in your life. So let's talk about this. This is my hope today when we look at prayer. Man, I, I'm hoping that God stirs some things in everybody's prayer life today. I think this is gonna happen for so many people out there today. So we're gonna look at these prayers and, and here's what I want us to do. Here's where I wanna challenge us. I want all of us, wherever we are in our prayer lives, I want this day, what I want God to do is I want to see how we can move from just something we do to all the way to experience the fullness of God and praying that God desires, okay? That's what I wanna do. So we're gonna look at three types of prayer this morning. That's my goal. We're gonna look at three types of prayer uh, and, and we're gonna see the roles that each one of these play. And, and I wanna challenge us as we go through these roles to see where we're at, see if we're stuck and see how we move uh, to the next role. And here's the first type of prayer, uh, if you're taking notes, uh, it's prayers that ask for help. Prayers that ask for help. That's the first uh, type or first kind of prayer uh, that we have that, that, that gets us in a connection of God. So this is the first connection that, that we have with God. And I say it's the first connection because it's actually uh, probably the most common prayer uh, that we do. In fact, I, I would be willing to say that there are even people who don't believe in God that actually pray this kind of prayer. Uh, it, here's what it is. It's, it's help me. That's what it is. It's, it's help me, God. Like, uh, so that, that's the connection. And, and say so they pray. So it's when you get stressed, right? It's when you get overwhelmed. It's, uh, pray, it's when you drop your kid off somewhere and you're like, man, but God be with him or God help me in my anxiety, right? It's, it's all of these kinds of prayers. God help me get a parking spot in the name of Jesus. Like, you know you've done that. Don't even kid that you haven't. Somebody nudge somebody right there on your couch. You know you've said that. Uh, but, the, but here's what it is in Psalm 71. This is exactly, it says, man, make haste, oh God. Uh, to deliver me. Oh Lord, make haste to help me. That's it right there, isn't it? Sometimes, like that's the prayer that we pray. I'm, practice, I'm practicing this prayer uh, a lot at home lately. Uh, I found myself like in this, in this uh, uh, place of praying, in this level of praying where I'm just like, God, help me. I need your help. Like, uh, I, and I'm gonna tell you, so I'm gonna go on record right now. I love my kids, uh, but man, I, and I, knew, I knew this before. I knew that, not that I love my kids. I've always known I love my kids, but here's what I've known before, but I'm just even more confident than ever about this, that teacher and daycare workers, you're my heroes. Okay, you are my heroes. The fact that you can have 20 of these kids uh, and actually get some teaching done, uh, 
uh, and then also sustain life while I'm just struggling with two, you're a hero. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I've had multiple times, multiple times in a day where I've said, leave me alone, and I had to go upstairs and yell in my pillow, and that was all before breakfast. So uh, just, you're heroes, okay? It's just help me. That's what these are, it's help me. Uh, all through the Bible, gang, all through the Bible, we see people doing these kinds of prayers, these level uh, of prayers. And, and here's what I'm gonna tell you, God wants that. He really wants us. It's a level of connectedness to God. In Philippians 4, 6, here's what it says. 4, 6, it says, hey, don't be anxious about anything, but in what? In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So here's, here's what I wanna tell you. Right now, where you are in the prayers that you want, there is no prayer that is too small for God to hear. There's no prayer that he doesn't want you to give it to. If it matters to you, it matters to him. Big things, small things, in everything. He says, listen, you gotta talk about it to me. And so we pray for help. That's the first level of prayer that we're gonna do. But, but here's the thing uh, about most of these kinds of prayers at this level and, and the prayers for help. See, most of the time, not all the time, uh, but most of the time, they're not very interactive prayers. They're not very interactive with us and God. And, here, and not all the time, but most of the time. And, and here's also the reality, actually, for a lot of us right now where we currently are, in our prayer life. There are a lot of people who actually stay at this level of praying. They're actually, you don't move past this level of praying, but at this level, here's what I wanna tell you. This is the hardest level where you really experience that full connection with God that you're looking for. That's why a lot of people get frustrated in their prayer life because you don't move from this level. And here's why. Again, it's a, it's a necessary level, but, but why you don't experience the full connectedness because it's not built to, to actually receive all the connection uh, that you're supposed to have in this type of prayer. But unfortunately, here's what I wanna say. There are a lot of people that actually stay stuck in that level of prayer. They stay right there at this level. Uh, but... For people who have more connection with God, uh, they have it because they actually move towards this next level, this second level of prayer. Here's the second one. So we have prayers that ask for help. We actually also have prayers that bring God's hope. Prayers that bring God's hope. This is a different kind of prayer. This is a different level uh, of praying. This, this is a type of prayer uh, that doesn't just ask for help. It actually goes deeper into this understanding and knowledge of, man, I really need God. Like, I really need God in my life. And that's a different kind of prayer. It's, God, man, like, I know you're my hope in this world. That's different than I need your help. It's like, I know you're my hope. God, I need your promises to come into my life. That's the hope that I have. Your promises can come. I need those to come in my life. So it's, it's deeper than God help me. It's God, it's obvious uh, that I need you. Here's an example uh, that I found that got me thinking about what, the, what does hope look for and, and why do we need it? This is Psalm 5110. It says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So I wanna ask you right now, uh, when's the last time that you were actually able to create a clean heart in yourself? Like when, when was the last time you were actually able to renew a right, did you ever, have you ever renewed a right spirit in yourself? How'd that go for you? Man, you, you need God's hope for that. You need, you need to talk to God about that. You need to know that there, here's what you need to know. You need to know that there are things that you can only receive as a result of praying this level with God. When you pray God's hope and his promises in your life, it's deeper things that we don't have access to on our own. Things that you're gonna want, trust me everybody, things like peace. Things like wisdom, things like comfort, things like forgiveness, all of those come, those don't just come into your life because you're a Christian. You ever found that out? Like they don't just happen. You don't just get those. These are things that come from seeking and talking to God about it. And it comes from being in that deeper level of prayer where you pray God's hope, where you say, God, I need your hope. I need your promises to come in my life. It's so important to have this level of prayer. 
So important to have this level of praying in your life because here's what's gonna go on in your life if you don't have this level, if you, if you just get stuck in the first level of praying. See, when we're cut off from praying God's hope in our lives, then here's what we're left to do. We're actually left to live a life where we seek those things out, uh, where we seek peace and comfort in those God answers and other things. Uh, it's when we go to relationships and we go to other experiences, when we go to, to outlets, all kinds of stuff, but it doesn't bring real hope. It doesn't bring that in your life. It won't meet the real needs in your life. We talk about that over and over again. Uh, and this is another way that we access that is through our communication, our interaction, conversation with God. So, so listen to me, listen to me right here. Look in my eyes. For every follower of Jesus, it's only God who brings you hope. It's only God who can actually do that. And it's entered into not from our own efforts, not from us doing this ourselves, but when we talk to God at it, with it, it's at this level. It's at the soul level. Check this out. This is how hope comes in, everybody. Check this out. Lamentation 3.24 says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. And Psalm 62.5 says, yes, my soul, I find rest in God. That's what we talked about last week. Anybody still need some rest? I'm telling you, that's what we need. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. So where do we find hope, everybody? Well, we find it, we find it in our soul. And how, how do we find that hope? We find it, not from our own effort. We find it by coming and talking to God. It's that, God, I know that you're my hope. I need to find that in my soul. So it's one thing to know that God brings hope, everybody, but it's another thing to experience it in your soul. You find it and seek it out by praying God's hope into your life and your situations and into your circumstances. So we, so we pray God's help. Pray for help, and then we, then we go into that second level to get more connection. We say, man, God, I need your hope. I need your promises to come into my life. And then uh, here's the third one. And gang, this third one, this one right here is the least practiced one, uh, but I'm gonna tell you, these are the prayers where people actually experience uh, the most connection and, and the fullness of God that we're talking about the most because here's why. They're not praying about themselves which it's not wrong to pray about yourselves, but, but these prayers, you're not praying about yourself at all in this third level. It's you're actually praying to find God, and that's the essence of prayer. That's, that's prayer, at its, as that's the essence of it. Prayer isn't just about you. Some are, but they're not. That's, not, that's not what captures the heart of prayer. Here's, the, here's what captures the heart of prayer. It's this third level. It's actually prayers that search God's heart. That's the heart of prayer. It's the prayers that search God's heart. People who, uh, people who are praying this type of prayer, here's what happens. See, uh, they actually, they find more reasons to thank God first uh, before they ever come to him about anything else. That, that's, that's what this level of praying is because see, when you search God's heart, when you, when you come at God and you search his heart, then you're gonna find that his heart beats for you, that, that he loves you, that he is for you, that, that that's who God is. And, and here's what I wanna tell you. Here's what I wanna tell you, everybody. Um, all three of these levels are important. Like every single level of these, God wants to have in your life. But this level, this level right here, this third level is so critical uh, for you and how we find that fullness. It's so critical uh, because here's what's happened at this level. And I'm telling you, it's the least, it's the least practiced uh, at this level. But here's what's happened and it's why it's the least practiced. All I'm doing, it's really simple. All I'm doing is I'm actually just enjoying him. I'm just coming to God, no strings attached. I'm just saying, God, man, I'm looking at who you are and I love who you are with no other agenda in my life. I'm not even coming for any other reason. I just wanna come because you're awesome. Uh, it's sitting in place with God like this in Micah seven eighteen. It says, man, where's another God like you? Like where? Where, where am I gonna find another God like you? You're amazing. Who pardons the guilt of the remnant? That, you pardon me. Overlooking the sins of his special people. Like you will not stay angry with your people forever because you delight in showing unfailing love. That's, that's where you're just sitting going, God, like, man, I see you. Like, you're, you're amazing. Like, you're, you're awesome. Like, you, you're just so good, and, and I love you, God. I love you, God. That's what it is. It's, man, I just, I just love you, man. 
I love you. There's nothing like you. When you get to this uh, level of praying, you know what else happens? Here's what happens. This is why it's so important because your heart changes too. When you go after God's heart, your heart changes uh, too because then all of a sudden your prayers aren't for hope. Your prayers aren't for help. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with praying those prayers, praying for help and hope. But in this kind of a prayer, I'm not coming for help. I'm not coming for hope. I'm just coming for God. I'm just coming for him and his heart. No strings attached because you're God. You're awesome. Like that's who you are. So, so we search God's heart. We pray for help. We, we, we go after God's hope in our lives. And, and all three are important uh, in, in working together in our lives and how we experience the fullness of God's presence in our lives. We need all of those. We need to tap in to all of those prayers. And so here's the question that some of you ask right now. So how do I do that, Andy? Like I just saw the list. Uh, I, how do I actually put this into practice? How do I start or how do I take a bigger step uh, in my life to do this? How do I get from help me uh, to I need your hope, I want your hope to, man, I just, I wanna love you, God. How do I actually get that? How do I, and, and I know that's what some of you are asking right now, so I'm gonna help you with that, okay? I'm gonna help, and I'm telling you, it's actually more simple than you think it is. And I'm gonna challenge you. I bet you, you actually done this, but you just never actually uh, understood what you were doing. And that's the most important thing is understanding the connection with what you do into these three levels of prayer and that's the key see one day uh, Jesus' main guys the disciples they're all hanging out uh, and they all these guys they knew how to pray but they looked at Jesus one day uh, and they saw something uh, and here's what they said this is in Luke chapter 11 it says now Jesus was praying in a certain place and, and when he finished one of his disciples uh, said to him hey Lord teach us to pray so, so they all looked at him and here's what I'm willing to bet happened. They looked at, at how they were praying and what they were getting out of. And they looked at Jesus and they looked at how he was praying and what he was getting out of. They're like, I'm not really getting out of this, uh, what you're getting out of this, Jesus. I'm not connecting with God like you are. Can you help us understand how to pray? And Jesus uh, responded to them. He answered them by giving them what we call the Lord's Prayer. And here's what we've done with that prayer gang. What we've done is we took something that Jesus gave us to find these big connections with God and we turned it into this memorized, recited ritual for a lot of people in football teams before games, what they do before games. Man, Jesus never intended for this thing to be a magic prayer that if you say it just like he did, uh, then everything's gonna come into your life that's good. He, here's what he was doing. It's not what his intention was. Here's what he was telling them. I'm telling you, if you get this, you're really gonna get it, man. He's saying, hey, you wanna know what I was doing over there? Like I was talking to God about a few things and here they are. Here, and he laid them out to them and to us and what he was doing and, and he was giving them an outline for prayer. He was giving them a basic outline for prayer for them to take and run with uh, and he almost laid it out a chapter by chapter way. And so check this out. We're gonna, we're gonna look through this really quick. A lot of you know this prayer. We're gonna look at this and we're gonna see it in light of these three levels of prayers because I think you could do these levels of prayers way better, way easier than you think you can. Uh, and I think it'll change how you understand prayer, okay? So we're gonna look at this in light of these three, three levels of prayer. Let's check this out. Here's what he says. The first thing he said to them, hey, when you pray, say, this first thing he said father hallowed be your name your kingdom come and so he said hey you know what I did first I just spent some time with God I just I just spent some time thinking about him and and who he is and and so what he was saying the first thing we do is that you connect with God relationally he's God God you're big but you're close like God I know who I am but yet you still love me you're holy. You have names like helper, uh, uh, keeper. You have uh, names like shepherd and, and healer. And so he said, I just spent some time there first. I just spent some time on God. And then he said, and then I pray uh, for your kingdom come. And that, what he meant by that is like, God, I want your agenda. I, I wanna see what your agenda is for tonight. I don't wanna go on my agenda. I, I, I wanna go on your agenda. I want, I want what you want in my life and, and your desire in this world. Gang, you know what those prayers are? That's that third level of prayer, of praying. 
searching God's heart, like looking for God, saying, man, God, I know who you are. And so that's the first thing that he did. He said, that's the first one is that third level. And then I go to, to the other ones. And so then he continues with the next time. He goes, okay, and then I said, give us each day our daily bread. That, that's the helping prayer. That's a prayer that asks for help. God, I, I got some needs. I, I got some things that I want you to help me with. Please help me. Help my son. Help my grandma. I know you care, God, so, so I want your help. I'm gonna give them to you right now. So Jesus said, I just, I just spent some time there just saying, man, I need some help. And then, then he went on to the next one. Isn't this crazy? He went on to the next one. He says, and forgive us our sins. Or we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and, and lead us not to temptation. So then Jesus, he gets into the hope of God because I don't know about you, we can't do that ourselves. He says, God, I need your promises to come in. I need to remember what your promise, I need your hope to come in. I can't forgive my sins. Only you can do that. I need your hope. I need your forgiveness here. Uh, don't let me be desensitized by my sin. And, and then I go on to move, thinking about other people and I definitely need your hope and help and forgiving other people in, in my life. And so, so I can't do that on my own. So here's my list. Here's my stuff, God. Work on my heart. Work on the hope that I need uh, with, with folks in, in myself in my life. And then Jesus ends with one more thing. And he said, and lead us not in temptation. Now, this really isn't one of those uh, third level, three levels of prayer, but this is a very important thing. And, and I, I don't know if you think about this, and, and I hope you do know this, that the supernatural world does exist, that there is an enemy of righteousness and his biggest agenda is actually put more, as, most, as, as, as much separation between you and God as he can. And, and, and he, that's his goal. And, and you need to pray God's strength into your life, everybody. You hear me? Why? Because he is way more, the enemy is way more clever than you ever think. And if you, if you would even know how clever he is, you would spend way more time about praying against the enemy. We take a stand against the enemy, that we take a stand against him. These are the hope prayers, right? God, I can't do this on my own. I need your, I need your promises. I need your hope to fill me up, to, to give me strength. I, I can't do all that on my own. This is what Jesus was getting at with these guys and what he was getting at, uh, what he's getting at with you going through these big themes of, the, of experiencing the real connection that we can have with God. Not just so we can memorize it. And there's nothing wrong with memorizing that prayer, everybody. Nothing wrong at all. But, but what Jesus was saying is, man, you gotta get to the heart of what this is. The heart of this is, is actually experiencing connected with God. This is the roadmap to what I was doing and, and I wanna give that to you so that you could connect to the fullness of God. It's an amazing thing if we really see it in light of these three levels of prayer. So, so here's how I wanna end, everybody. Here's how I wanna end. I wanna end with a couple of things. One, I wanna challenge you. I wanna challenge you in your prayer life just to look and say, man, how am I doing? Like uh, we separate those out pretty easily. So it's just like, man, how am I doing when it comes to tapping in to this real true invitation from God to pray? What level, what level of praying is, is, is speaking to you right now where you're like, God, I need to spend more time on this level. And then here's what I wanna encourage you. I wanna encourage you to do something about it. Do some, change your prayer, change your routine. I think so many of us are stuck in the rut of a routine and prayer. We gotta shake it up. We gotta change what Jesus was trying to say, man. Don't just memorize something. Go after the heart of it. And I think some of you right now, this is why I wanna really challenge you. I think some of you, a lot of people are stuck in that first level of prayer. And, and, and this is like, you feel stuck and that's why you are stuck because you haven't really moved on to that next level. I wanna challenge you, I wanna encourage you to move to that next level uh, of praying. So get to the heart of prayer. And here's the second thing, here's the second thing that I really feel led to do and I'm really, really excited about this. We're gonna do something uh, with prayer that I think is gonna just actually really be something really neat for us as a church and it's gonna help us focus in as a church. So we're going to enter in starting uh, on Monday morning, we're actually gonna enter into a time of intentional prayer 
And here's what we're calling it. We are calling it the 91-hour prayer challenge, okay? And so here's the deal. Uh, Starting tomorrow morning, uh, after the 8 a.m. devotional, so the first time slot that you could sign up for is 8.15 a.m., we are gonna be praying for a church straight for 91 hours. We're not gonna stop. We're gonna pray for 91 hours straight. And so right now, what we need is we need all of you to actually sign up for a slot, for a prayer slot. And we're gonna give you uh, the link to the site that you could go sign up for and you can see where your slot is. Uh, it's it's riverridge.org slash 91 prayer. No, pray 91, pray 91. Is that right? Pray 91, yeah, pray 91. I got a thumbs up uh, with the other person that's here with me. So it's, it's riverridge.org slash pray, no, pray 91. Is that right? Yeah, pray 91, oh boy. Okay, so that's where we're gonna go. But we'll also give you the link. We'll give you the URL and it'll be on our Facebook. Sign up for a slot, man. And if you're really bold, if you're really one of those prayer warriors, man, I wanna challenge you to sign up for the 2 a.m. slot. I wanna challenge you, sign up for the 3.30 a.m., man. That's what I'm gonna do. And you wake up. And here's the great part about this. It's all uh, interactive online, it's virtual. And when you sign up, it's actually gonna give you a few things. It's gonna, well, first of all, it's gonna give you the reason why we call it 91 prayer challenge, um, 91 hour prayer challenge. You're gonna have to sign up to figure out why we did that. Uh, but it's gonna give you that. It's gonna give you instructions, even going to give you a guide on, on praying that we actually developed for you on how do you spend your time praying. So we gave you all of that, what to read, how to pray, all that stuff just to help you. They will email you all that as soon as you sign up. So sign up today. You can sign up starting right now uh, on that URL. I'm not going to say it again, uh, but it'll be on our Facebook page. It'll be other places you can sign up for. So sign up today. Let's see what God does. Gang, we need this. We need this. Uh, it's so important. We don't have all the answers, but we know who does. And we want to go to God as a church and pray and seek him out together and take, let him take care of this. And, and everybody, listen, let him take care of us and let's go after these prayers. And, and so here, and here's the third one. Here's, here's the final thing that I want to do. I want us to do one more thing that I think connects us with God in prayer. I want us uh, to take communion together. So hopefully uh, you got your stuff ready. Uh, uh, we let you know that we're going to do that and, and right now, if you don't have that ready, you got a few minutes to do it. So uh, we're going to be uh, uh, in a song here in a minute. We're going to be playing through the song. And so you could grab a, grab a cracker, grab a cookie, grab some, some juice. And, and, and I got that over here in a minute. And, uh, and we're going to just take communion together. So hopefully you have that ready. Uh, and, and we're going to do that. We're gonna, and we're going to end with communion because here's the thing. For believers, communion, it's a time where we enter into this conversation with God, isn't it? Like we enter in to this time with God where we, we look at who he is, we realize who we are, we remember that we can draw near to God because of what Jesus did for us when he died on the cross. And so, so we come in with a lot of these prayers, with all, actually all three levels uh, of these prayers. So we, we come to God and we spend time on him. Like, God, you're holy, you're, you're amazing. It's amazing who you are that, that he made us and he's so good. And then, and then we look to ourselves. And we look to the sin that, that encumbers us, that holds us back, that, that puts a barricade in front of us and God. And, and we think about this, and through Je- and, and, uh, except for Jesus, we have no way to God. But through Jesus, we do have a way uh, that he made a way for us through the sacrifice of Jesus, that, that he could forgive us of our sin because of that. And because of that, that gives us hope. And so then we come in with confidence that we confess our sin. Even for Christians right now in this moment, we surrender our lives to him years and years ago, but we still have sin that we can confess to him and, and, and that we pray. And we literally pray all of these things. We, we, we give him thanks for, for giving us our sin and, and we come confidence for that. And so, so we pray for all of those three things in our souls, right? God, here's who you are. God, here's who I am. And thank you for what you've done. Thank you for Jesus. Forgive me here, forgive me there. And so, so that's what we're gonna do. And so, so as, we, as we do this this morning, 
or today or whenever you're, you're watching this, uh, the, we're gonna worship uh, during communion like we always do. And, and what we always say is as the Holy Spirit leads you, uh, what we're gonna do during this song, whenever you're ready, is that you're gonna take the bread, the cracker, whatever it is, you're gonna take it and you're gonna eat it. And you're gonna do it in remembrance of Jesus and his body broken for you. That's why we eat it, that we remember his body broken for us. And then, and then we're gonna take the cup and we're gonna drink it. And we're gonna drink it to remember what he said, the new covenant that comes as a result of what he did. It's a new covenant, it's a new thing that God has for us that, that we enter into this, this new thing and we remember that new covenant that he has. And, and we do this as often as we get together, he said, and we do it until he returns. He's returning everybody. You believe that? He's coming back again, but until he does, we take this to remember his death and to remember that he's coming back again. So we're gonna do that. The band's gonna play a song. We're gonna take communion and I'll be back up here in a minute. Lord Jesus, we need you every single moment of every single day. Thank you for hearing our hearts and our prayers. We love you.
let's, let's pray together, everybody. Come on, let's close our eyes, bow our heads and pray. God, we need you. We need you so badly. And, and you have this amazing invitation for us to just come in and access and draw near in this incredible, incredible opportunity to connect with you and talk to you. God, I pray that, that we see that we, that we need your help. We need your help right now. God, we need you. We need your hope. And that we really need to seek out your heart for us and what you have for us. God, uh, just come to you. I pray that, that those of us who are going through um, these challenges, these, these maybe these hiccups in our prayer life, that we can see some avenues of prayer that we can work on, that you want to work on in us. Thank you for that. God, I pray right now in this moment, I, I just feel that there are people that, that, that actually got a word from you uh, in their prayer lives to say, man, there it is. There's a spark that I needed. I pray that they not just see it, but they actually walk towards it with you. Uh, and understand these levels of prayers, how important they are. And I pray for those of us who are still seeking God. I pray and I thank you for them being here, God. I pray that you just do something that the Holy Spirit does, that you just ignite something in them so that they see the need that they really do have for you and Jesus and what he did for them. We love you. Uh, and until we see each other again, keep us safe. We pray for your provision over uh, all of us at this time. And we pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, everybody, don't forget to sign up for that prayer challenge. Uh, you can find that link. It's riverish.org slash pray91. I think I got that right this time. If not, you'll find it. Uh, and we'll see you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. It's going to start our 91 prayer challenge. So make sure you sign up. We'll see you tomorrow.